Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Retro Rewind. Today we're talking about Tomba. With me to talk about Tomba, the pink-haired, little bit of a fang-toothed gentleman I like to call Craig. How do you know what I look like? Hi. Hi. I have a telescope. <laughs> and it's intercontinental. Alright, really quick, get the boring stuff out of the way. Tomba was developed in Japan by the company Whoopi Camp. And as a side note, Whoopi Camp is a gentleman who came from Capcom who did a bunch of amazing things. You should check him out. Anyway, that released in December of 1997 in Japan and then June and August of 1998 for North America and Europe. The best way to describe Tomba would be what, Craig, you think? Like 2.5D platformer? Yeah, 2.5D. It's kind of like... 2D sprites and a 3D background across two planes of movement. So that's two and a half-ish. I can't say I've played a game like it except for like maybe Klonoa, but yeah, she's, she's a bit of a weird one. Anyway, your history with this wonderful product, Craig. So recently we played Tintin in Tibet, and at the end of Tintin you picked this game, and that was the first I'd heard of it. Never even, never heard about it at all. Did a bit quick bit of Googling afterwards to have a look, look you know, screenshots look great and all that, so I got quite excited. Randomly found on Amazon, hang on, to pull up my screenshot that I took of this ridiculous Ooh. thing. Um, so my screenshot off of Amazon, Tomba, exclamation mark, uh, PS1, original case, perfect condition, $375 on <laughs> Amazon. Um, yes, it's very limited run from what I remember. The game was not very popular okay. at all. Oh, well, then, so I suppose it's... Like, I I mean, it's anecdotal evidence, but I remember disappearing off of shelves very fast, not because it got sold, because, you know, you could still go, hey, do you have any copies of Tomba? And they'd be like, yeah, they're like 20 bucks, you want one? Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take one. But yeah, I don't remember it selling for about, even though it got a sequel, which is weird. Yeah, that was the, that... the last bit of research that I did before venturing into the game was the sequel bombing in a disastrous way. Uh, yeah, the, kind of the very definition of a cult classic. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I've never met anybody in person who I can say, hey, remember Tomba? And they'd be like, sure, he was cool. Nobody I know has played this. So my history is not much different from Craig's, actually. <laughs> I, back in the day in PlayStation, when, you know, I was still getting PlayStation Underground discs in the mail every month because cool demos and stuff, this was just a demo on one of the discs. I believe it was number seven. It was the one that had, like, Jersey Devil and Blastone Resident Evil on it. And I remember, whoa, this thing is cool. I'm not going to lie. 80% of me thinking it was cool was, you know, the fact that it says Whoopi when the logo <laughs> pops up. Uh, and I promised myself, you know what? When I get a job, I'm going to buy this game. And then I promptly did hmm. for eight, nine, ten years. It wasn't until it came out on PSN that I finally sat down and played it. Wow. And I, I, yeah, I was like, you know what? You know what? We should do an episode about this because it's interesting, I would say, at the very least. So, Tomba is a pink-haired, fang-toothed person like Craig. I believe they're related. We are. In some are. way. Un good Uncle Tomba. Okay, good. Oh, well, that's nice. That's nice. Um, you can generally explain this as, think of a platformer where you not only have an attack where you can throw a blackjack or a boomerang or what have you, but you generally want to jump on enemies to kill them and can progress forward in the game. The wrinkle comes from, and I'm curious what you think about this, Craig, the quest system. Uh, is that my cue to uh, spout my 
that would be your cue to tell you what okay you know what you think about the quest system. Uh, that's good that's good this is good because this is my actual first note was when you hit it you think oh this is a platformer with a bit of a twist you've got that second plane of horizontalness to walk through and there's a wee bit of kind of tilting animation going between the planes and then I thought it's just going to be this it's a generic platformer with this kind of wee twist but the actual twist is this beautiful quest system where you're in a completely well not completely open but an open platformed world and there's quest triggers you're given quests to do x y or z to clear some fog to get through into a forest or whatever and there's a slight adventure puzzle feel to this because you've got to backtrack, you've got to figure out how the hell do I clear this fog? I absolutely loved that. I absolutely loved it and it was it was such a surprise. I was hoping you would. Such a surprise because I just thought, if, I thought if it carried on and it was just a platformer, I wasn't going to give it much more time because of other reasons. But that kept me going. I, it also helps, like, like the sense of humor this game has, at least smile-worthy, you're not going to laugh out loud. It's just kind of, ah, that's cute. Like, um, you have to uh, talk to the dwarves, but you don't understand the dwarf language. So how else is a pink-haired man supposed to learn the dwarf language, Craig? Uh, well, how would a pink-haired man learn the, the dwarf language? Dating show. Going at dwarf dating show. Oh my gosh, Craig, they really should have consulted you. <laughs> no, you're supposed to jump on the dwarf and bite their head <laughs> until you understand the dwarf language. It's a... So, yes. It's a slightly more rough Ooh. version of um, Tiny Boy Pino's learning where he has to read a book <laughs> to learn some words. No, you just, um, you just suck the knowledge straight out there. I, I would much rather deal with a, a Tomba than a Pino, because, again, Pino is the root of all evil, whereas Tomba is just kind of clueless. So, other than the side quest system, well, not really the side quest, the quest system, mm -hmm. which will involve backtracking, it will involve having to get certain items and go, okay, where do I use this, how do I use it, that kind of thing. Think Dizzy, but without the crappy limited inventory system. How do you feel about the way he moves? I... He, he moves great. He, he looks like he moves great. Everything about the that part of the animation, you can, to get between planes, the first example of it right at the very start, you have to jump towards a building, which then shifts the world slightly and lets you crawl up it. The problem comes when you're jumping along the horizontal because he jumps like he's made of helium. He has a very weird jump arc, it's, right? That, as, soon as, as soon as I jumped... I thought, I'm going to hate this. It, as soon as I jumped, that was me. I was like, I'm not long for this game. It, it hooked <laughs> me back in with the quest system and some of the some of the animation and the the funniness, I suppose, of jumping on a pig and then th tossing it to the side. <laughs> that kind of kept me going. But th that jump is just not right and i don't know whether later in the game you require some floaty jumping and it's there for that or whatever oh well that's the problem right like uh, i'm the same way with you as soon as you know being older i jumped and went oh no yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh this is bad um that's the problem i have is they ask you to do a lot of precision especially later on and while you can move in the air it's not like a castlevania jump it's he moves very floaty yeah like, he jumps higher and that arc stops quicker than you think it would. 
And so sometimes you'll go to jump on something and you'll land right in front of something and, you know, just get a pig to the face. I I definitely want to ding it for that. I, I don't think it's too bad if you're just goofing around with it. But if you're going to sit down and complete the game, it is a jump arc you really have to get used to. So how far did you get in the game? Uh, I cleared some fog and I was venturing it. Okay. There was something to do, what was it? There was something to do with a hundred year old man. I cleared some yes. fog. I there was a monkey called Charles, which interestingly is the monkey name from <laughs> a monster in Paris. An excellent film if you've not seen it, and it's got a monkey called Charles in it. Wait, 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 wait. Monster in Paris as in the CGI yeah, yeah, yeah. movie? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, my daughter watched that like Back to back to back oh. to back. And I had to deal with the little girl walking around the house trying to sound like a French person yep. while she's going, a monster in power. <laughs> yep. It's it's it's, yep. Rather, it's a rather good film. and It's actually not a bad. Um, yeah, that's that's as far as I got. I, this was a week ago I played this. I'm terribly <laughs> sorry, Dave. As you know. Oh, it's um, fine. I, I meant to boot it back up. The thing that I was going to say earlier, which I cut myself off from saying was... I don't think it's... Oh, no, that's a final thought. It's a final thought. Right, Dave, I'll tell you just now what I was going to say. What I was going to say was I didn't want to pick it back up because it was really cool to have a runabout in, but I certainly don't want to complete it. <laughs> well, well, that's the interesting thing, right? Like, I played about three hours worth of it. I've completed this before, and so I knew I wasn't going to, you know, sit down and, all right, let's finish this. Mm-hmm. But the game is very tiring, yeah, It doesn't seem like it's a game that's designed f- to suck you in and hold you. It seems very much a game where you'll boot it up, be like, okay, yeah, I'll do this quest, and then, you know, you turn it off and you play Twisted Metal or something like that. You know, it's not very addictive yeah, it's, in that it's way. it's not at all. It doesn't have that addicting gameplay, but what it does have, I suppose then, if you can overlook the jumping and stuff, it does have that bite-sized... I've picked up three quests and I've, you know, handed off these two quests. I'll put this down and think about it or I'll pick it up later. Yeah, um, there's the weird relationship I have with this game and that's why I kind of wanted to bring it on here, (laughs) was everything about, it's kind of like Oddworld for me. Everything about this game is fun. It looks really cool. It's got a good sense of humor. That opening anime scene just bedazzled me as a kid. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Oh my gosh. So why don't I like this very much? You're right. It's tiring. I don't know if you were asking me the question, but my biggest gripe with it wasn't the jumping. It was the fact that I got lost very quickly in what I was doing. (laughs) And I find that a wee bit frustrating. And and More often than not in an adventure game, you kind of have an inkling of where you've got to go or what you've got to do. But I just... I completely and utterly lost the plot at one point. I was like, I'm going to have to go and look up a walkthrough to figure out where the hell I am and where I'm supposed to be going. And Well, that's weird too, because while I do get lost very easily in like 3D space, my 3D spatial recognition is terrible. 2D, man, I am good. I can map out Metroid for you. It's just, oh, there's something about this game, the way that they align at like weird right angles, different areas. And the map screen doesn't do anything to help you. And then you have to remember, okay, wait, where was that one frog that wanted yeah. to go to the pond? Where did I leave him? So, yeah, there's something about this that is just off-putting, even though everything else about it, I think, is great. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? It's actually, I don't want to put you off playing it, but that level of being lost inside the world 
is exactly what I'm finding just now, still playing through King's Quest, the the 2015 one, because King's Quest, you don't have, you know, like a quest list or anything like that. You've got nothing. It very much relies on you remembering what the hell you're doing or talking to people to figure it out. And I quite like that about King's Quest is coming across a random soldier and he's like, shouldn't you be at the courtyard? And you're like, oh yeah, and he got the courtyard. <laughs> there was just none of that in this game. You got lost without, or I got lost without any of the, oh crap, um, what am I trying to say? That Without any of the desire to keep on going or figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know what it reminded me of? It If you took away the verb set, this kind of reminds me of Cosmic Spacehead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you had if you had more of a branching path in that game, that's kind of what it reminds me of. Because there's a lot of times where you'll go down a spoke, right? And you'll get something to help you finish the other spoke you just yeah. left. And so you get to the end of, say, the dwarf forest, and then you've got to go all the way back to the beginning forest to finish something there, which will help you finish the end of the dwarf forest. It, there's a lot of running around for a platformer, and when you're not just getting an inherent joy out of running around and jumping on stuff and moving in a platformer, there might be a little bit of a problem. Yeah, I think you've you've hit the nail on the head because that's what it was. It was the backtracking, and that was like for all Cosmic Spacehead's flaws. That was one of the bigger flaws was getting all the way to the other side of the world to find that you had to go back just to go back again. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I mean, in a good platformer like any Sonic or Mario or or Rayman or any of those, if they were suddenly, oh, you've got to run back through the level the opposite way, you'd be like, all right, let's do it. This is fun. But there's something about the movement here that just just kills it. Yeah, and it's a bit of a shame too, because there there is a lot of charm packed into this sucker. There, there really is. This is this isn't a damn a damning of the game at all because there is a hell of a lot it's really well presented and that 2.5D effect works really well the 3D backgrounds are wonderfully drawn and scoped out and every, the way it works is just <laughs> yeah they they don't have that PlayStation clunkiness no, to no, them either no no they don't so um yeah I mean like Tomba winds up as kind of just being a historical oddity in the fact that I will watch a playthrough of this again just to be like, oh yeah, I remember that. Uh, but I'll never really play it again. Hmm. I... Where are you sitting on it? Uh, well, after playing it last week and thinking I'm never going to complete this. <laughs> I wonder. My, hmm. I know, my... And, and this isn't, this is, it's not a terrible game, but I don't even have an interest to watch a playthrough. I just, I have nothing for it. I've got no hatred for it, but I've got no love for it. There we go. Okay, yeah, it just sits at kind of a yeah. That's a game. Yeah. I guess I guess archaic is probably the. It's just been outdone many times over. It's like unless you have a reason to playing old first person shooters isn't going to be near as satisfying as playing you know newer ones. Yeah. Until we get to Project IGI, whenever you pick a retro rewind that ends in a oh, P. Oh, that was I'm going yeah. in right. Oh my god, that is the dumbest name for a, a game I'm ever. I'm going in. That's terrible on multiple levels, Craig, because not only is that a terrible name for a game, and not only did you make an acronym for a terrible <laughs> phrase for a terrible game, you can't imagine anybody on a proper professional SWAT team going, I'm going in, and then just going in guns blazing. I mean, I wouldn't follow behind him. No, no, I wouldn't either, actually. I'm going in. It must have meant something in the story. I don't remember anything apart from sniping 
and running about the place. <laughs> I can't remember what the story and is. And you at haven't all. played it I since? I haven't played it since. No, it's probably terrible. It's one, one of the many games that I, wouldn't I, hold up. I would imagine. <laughs> uh, you're right. You're right. Um, I mean, I mean, I'd be curious. Like, does it play realistically? In your, like, is it Rainbow Six level? No, no. Or like SWAT? No, level? it's like a Delta Force level. Oh, so like, like uh, full what, realism. Soldier of Fortune. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's that line between Rainbow Six realism and something completely arcadey, like Postal. <laughs> yeah, it's got a fake a fake realness to it, but in reality, it's just it's not it's not realistic. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I was talking, um, just just as a side note, I'm currently replaying through um, the first Uncharted, because Kelsey wanted to see it, because she hasn't seen Uncharted 1, 3, or 4. Oh, wow. But she really likes 2. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, that's a game that's getting a little long in the tooth, too, Mm -hmm. but she brought up the good point. I got shot in the face, like, four times, and my health dropped to, like, near-dead level. And you retaliate by shooting the other guy in the face about five times, and then he runs behind yes. cover. Because, and Kelsey was like, doesn't that bother you that it's not realistic in that you shot him in the head or the chest five times? Shouldn't he be dead? And maybe stop and think, like, no, you know what? I'm, I don't know why something like Borderlands will bug me because of that uh-huh. bullet sponginess or Destiny or any of those, but... Other games don't. Wow, that's this is like when was that we had that conversation? The random bullet sponginess and the fact that if you chop someone with an axe, they should be dead. What were we talking about? I don't no, remember. I've got no idea, but we have we've, we've had that conversation. Yeah, you know what? So you know what? Never mind, Craig. Just just cut all that out. I know. No, I'm not going to cut it all out. It's just making me think. <laughs> when did we have the conversation? Because it was very much you hated Borderlands because of the bullet sponginess. Of the people's faces. One of the reasons. One of the, one of the many yeah. reasons. Many. Man, I can't remember. Yeah, I, I don't know what, what we were talking about. But uh, yeah, so there goes, you know, my conversation starter. We might as well quit the show, Craig. Oh, no, no, no. no before we quit the show. Don't quit. We should probably bring this episode to a close. Okay. So, yeah, that's been Tomba. Um, it's, it's, you know, I'd say check it out. It is like $5 on PSN. And there's enough here to, like with Oddworld, catch your eye, maybe interest you. I mean, it really all depends on the type of person you are. Personally, this doesn't really work for me because I find it kind of frustrating and slippery and just eh, don't like it. But I would say it's worth checking out if you've never played it before. Um, I, w- I wouldn't go as far to throw money down on it. I would maybe, if you wanted, <laughs> after listening to this, to have a look at it, just go go and stick on a YouTube playthrough and watch the first couple of minutes of it. If you take note of that floaty jumping, even the the animation for it and the speed of it, you can tell what it feels like and it's painful. Uh, so that that would be my starting point. And this point. is coming from a European who's used to terrible mm-hmm. jump physics. Yeah, it took me by surprise. <laughs> and I really, really don't like that at all. So, I guess one last thing was, another thing that bugged me is you can't jump between planes whenever you want, even if the geography would have allowed for it. Yeah, you need that trigger point, the side of the building to climb up, or the the whatever thing to jump over. Yeah, and I wonder if that's, like, by design, or just they couldn't get it to work. I imagine it's by design, because it elongates the experience. That's true. And, And during the PlayStation era, man... How good your game was didn't matter. It all mattered about how long yeah. it was. 
All right. So uh, you can get a hold of us mm-hmm. on Twitter, Gmail, Facebook, Instagram. If you want to recommend a game or if you want to just say, guys, you're absolutely wrong about everything you've ever thought in your life, uh, do hit us up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Craig, now, since I put <laughs> you through a game that wasn't very yes. good, I imagine you want to retaliate in a way to where the punishment does not fit the crime. I, I will retaliate right this very second and say that we will be playing another world ah that game that, that game Ponzi people really like even though it's not fun at all yes and since me and Craig are very differing opinions on this do join us next time when we talk about another world thank you very much Craig and thank you yes you not the other guy you for listening me no not you the other guy oh right thank you other guy jeez So, uh, say goodnight, Craig. Goodnight, Craig. That joke will never die. (laughs) Did you just snort? I did. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, that was beautiful. You got to leave that in. (laughs)